0: The Tea Health Show, your medical lifestyle podcast, brought to you by the Tea Clinic. Good morning, I'm Dr. Mark. This is the Tea Health Show. And today in studio I have two of my most favorite girls, Victoria Wagner and Tanya. I'm not gonna try and Don't pronounce try. your surname. It's
1: <laughs> it's okay.
0: Vila, Vila 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 That's it. That's close enough. Um, and um, you guys are from Evolution Cosmetics. Now, just a, a quick history. I have known Tanya and Victoria for as long as I've been pra- practicing aesthetic medicine, which is close to 20 years. And, um, today we're going to talk about skincare and, um, you know, what, what you should know, um, when you want to start or what the products are that are best suited To your skin. Hello, girls. Hello. Hello. Okay, so um, Victoria Evolution Cosmetics. Yes. Um, it's a company that started when.
2: So originally, uh, we started in two thousand and six. We distribute various cosmeceutical skincare brands, and um, yeah, we've we basically have been in this industry for more than twenty years and feel that, um, you know, we know a lot about cosmeceuticals, really, as it is. And now we um, also have a collagen supplement that we distribute, mm-hmm. which is also based around anti-aging. So our whole focus is anti-aging and the treatment of uh, problematic skin conditions.
0: Okay, so let's start there. Tanya, um You have a background as a somatologist, a therapist, a skin therapist. Yeah. Okay. So the first question I think we need to answer is, what is the difference between a cosmetic range and a cosmeceutical range?
1: So I think both of them have definitely got their place in the industry. But when you are working with a cosmeceutical, you're looking at treating hardcore skin conditions, pigmentation, acne, aging at different stages. So I think a, a cosmetic product definitely has its place. I think people should start there when they're starting their journey. But when it comes to like hard skin conditions and results, you need to step it up.
2: Yeah. And I think cosmetic, pro- as you say, have their place. It's definitely yeah. some- not something that should be um sort of discarded but i so, think
0: sorry that i interject cosmetic is something that you walk into an over the
2: counter and exactly. or your old
0: pharmacy you know yes, but yes, back yes, in absolutely. our day yeah yes. um if you wanted to buy good skin skincare products yes. you went to the pharmacy and at the so pharmacy there was a cosmetic counter right. so that's a cosmetic
2: that's a cosmetic so it's so
0: something that you get in this Game or in clicks or um yeah. at your
2: so typically it wouldn't salon. be very active it would be something that, ha- that smells good, that has nice, good quality ingredients, but not ingredients that are active enough to penetrate the epidermis into the dermis. And that is probably the most fundamental difference between a cosmeceutical and a cosmetic skincare brand.
0: So in my, in my opinion, a cosmeceutical is something that gets prescribed yes. um, by an aesthetic practitioner or a medical practitioner, yeah. dermatologist or a trained somatologist, but only certain ones, because I know that your your top top-of-the-range cosmeceuticals, and here I'm thinking of uh, the evolution products like DermaQuest. I'm thinking of... Um, Zoe and yes. Obagi and yes.
1: um, skin suticals, uh, yeah. c- c- even new strata, yes. mm. are
0: only available to medical practitioners yes. because of the active ingredients Absolutely. that they contain, and if used incorrectly, can actually cause damage, damage. to your skin.
2: Well, I wouldn't say cause damage per se, but you won't get the results that you could get if you use them incorrectly. So if you take a retinol, for instance, if you don't acclimatize your skin correctly to the retinol, then you may find you have extreme dryness and you won't see the positive benefits that you should see from using a retinol. So you need to acclimatize your skin correctly. Um, I think that using good, strong actives in the correct way will, give, will get you where you want to go. That's okay. the big difference. So, so your doctor or somatologist will tell you that.
0: Okay, so we'll circle back to retinol towards the end of the program because yeah. um as all three of us would would say it's the gold standard mm. of decent skincare. Sure. But before we go there, um when do you start?
1: I don't think yes. you're ever too young. Absolutely really. not. I think you should start your skincare journey early in life, you yes. know, as soon as you are, you know, starting to kind of hit, your hormones are kicking in. You're starting to break out as a teenager. You know, I think everyone should have a good skincare routine early from life. And I mean, it's important, I've got a
2: teenage daughter and it's important for me, I mean, daughter or son, it's important for me that she understands what good skincare is now because that sets her up for life. So she has an understanding that if she spends her money on something that is actually going to work and sees that, she'll do that then for the rest of her life. So that I think at any age, you could start at 13. Obviously, you know, as you get older, you yeah. need to change the things that you use. Mm. So when you're yeah. very young, you're probably looking at things that would address breakouts mild forms of acne, that sort of thing. And as you get older, your concerns change.
0: I, yeah. I'm going to throw this out here, and I think the Australians get this right, is that um, the use of the sunscreen, yes. which is an essential product in your daily skincare routine, yeah. starts at preschool. Sure. Um, I know that the Australian kids um, who but schools are sun savvy, so you have to wear Sunscreen, you have to wear a hat every day, but you go out for playtime. Those kids are taught to apply sunscreen. And I think this is so incredibly important because the African sun um, is just as harmful. Yeah, My um, children
2: each have a sunscreen in their school bag. So they apply that throughout the day. And a lot of the kids at their school do the same. So I think that it's something that we as a society are starting to understand how important that is. And also they're sitting in front of screens often. Yeah, blue lights. Yeah.
0: Which has UV light. Huge um, difference. I did a podcast last week on screening tests for optimal health. And the one thing that we discussed was um, you have to do self-examination of your skin on a monthly Mm -hmm. basis um, because of our exposure to UV light, not only the sun, but mm. from screens, um, yeah. overhead lights, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. So we started early. What do we start with? How, what If I have a teenager, a yeah. um, girl starting to go through puberty, a boy starting to go through mm. puberty, come on, you know what, this is when yeah. you start looking as you've just fell into a fruitcake. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: What do we start? Obviously, cleanser. we're going to start cleansing.
2: Mm.
1: Um, but it's so important.
0: How do you How do you choose a cleanser?
1: So I think it's also down to skin condition and age, obviously. So if you're looking at a younger skin, you don't want to put too much of an active on their skin because you're going to give them many other concerns at the same time. You'll dry them out. They'll end up breaking out more. So I think right from an early age, you take them, to a trained somatologist so that they can get their skin analyzed properly.
0: Okay, Tanya, sorry but I interject there. I yeah. remember,
1: yeah.
0: oh, God, more than 20 years ago, uh, <laughs> 25 necessary. years yeah. ago, when I went to um, a beautician for the first time, mm. um, it was that, old, oh, you have an oily T-zone. Yeah. Mm. Um and I, I really do think that we need to, to move away from, uh, you have oily skin yeah. or you have sensitive skin, because, um, I think sensitive skin comes from dehydration. It's not yeah, that the skin is sensitive. Product. It's, it's because product. the skin has an underlying medical condition or, um, which is usually related to dehydration mm. okay so let's go into puberty I'm starting to um, secrete testosterone and the testosterone is now causing an increase in my sebum production and I'm starting to see a little bit of blackheads and pimples yeah. um, what kind of cleanser so let's maybe start with the ones that's freely available mm-hmm. and then let's move over to what we have available in in the ranges, cosmeceutical ranges um, that we have?
1: I think if you're going to choose from, like, a cosmetic, like what you were saying earlier, then it would be exfoliating enzymes. So they could start off on, like, a pineapple, papaya, things that are gently going to exfoliate their skin. And then when you move into a cosmeceutical, it would be AHA, BHA, and that's where the difference would come in.
0: Okay, so, uh, Victoria, you've been in this industry... For more than, more than I care to remember. <laughs> um, and if we look at your off the shelf stuff, and here I'm thinking the stuff that you find in clicks and Diskim, mm. um, Cetaphil, maybe pro- probably one of the, the better yeah. ranges for, for, probably um, a skin to use specifically affordable. for acne, mm. and it was dermatology. Yeah. Uh, formulated things like for men your Nivea's for for boys all those good cleansers. But yes. one of the one of the things that we need to be looking out for, obviously, something that controls pH. Am I right?
2: So you want to keep things balanced, absolutely, and you don't want to strip the skin. That's yeah. a big thing. And often with the I don't want to say cheaper, but the more affordable uh, products, they tend to leave a film on the skin. They're actually not preparing the skin so that the skin can absorb the actives that you may be putting on after. So we, our philosophy at Evolution Cosmetic is definitely that the cleanser is your first step of your treatment. So you need to prepare your skin with really great ingredients that are already in that cleanser so that when you do apply your serum and then your moisturizer, those things are actually actually beneficial to your skin are penetrating your skin okay. so it is important i very much always say to people don't buy those cheaper over-the-counter cleansers because honestly i don't know that that's really of benefit
1: you know and are they ph balanced a lot yeah. of the time if you're looking at a so cosmetic you need a toner following that cleanser to balance it
0: i i was going to get to that because mm. um the normal ph of skin is about 5.5. five point five. yes Yes. Okay, which is slightly on the acidic side. Um, now, soaps are alkalines. Mm. So yeah. they change the pH of your skin, which disturbs the microbiome. That's yeah. it. So um, when you disturb your microbiome, you know what? The organisms that live there are now...
2: Your barrier function either, is compromised. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so... And that brings us to tonus because I never liked giving my patients tonus because mm. it's astringent. It's basically
2: an stripper alcohol. that you yes. put on
0: and it dries out the yeah. skin to get mm. your pH back Balanced. to um, a 5.5. Okay, so let's move on. <laughs> Basic skincare. I don't have any skin problems and I want to move over from my uh, Dermalogica's or um, what was the other, Clarence or Revlon to something that is more specific. Yeah. Ingredient-wise, what is it that we need to be looking out for?
2: So I think there are very specific things um, that people should be looking for and everyone should be putting vitamin C on their skin every day. So you should look for something, a day cream or a day serum that contains vitamin C.
0: Okay. So why vitamin C? Because it's an antioxidant?
2: It's an antioxidant. It's a natural SPF. It's protecting your skin. Uh, it's brightening. But the antioxidant value is very, very important, especially in our environment. And first
0: thing in the morning?
2: First thing in the morning. Yeah. And it then protects your skin throughout the day. So that's important. Um obviously a good SPF and what we prefer is an SPF that is combined so it would be it would be added ingredients like peptides and additional antioxidants as well so we consider that more of a a sort of two two to three in one sometimes they're tinted so that would be a three in one and then you should look for things in the evening that contain peptides um, definitely a retinol but which we'll get to later Um, and then just a good moisture a good nighttime moisturizer
0: Okay, so I think the question that a lot of people ask is which moisturizer? Do I moisturize in the morning? Do I moisturize in the evening? And what constitutes a good moisturizer? Because people think, for instance, Aquascream is a good moisturizer and it's probably mm. one of the most more... Um, I don't want to call it dangerous, but I do, mm. definitely don't want to call it the safe, good product to use on your skin. Um, but some people also think that Vaseline, normal petroleum jelly, yeah. is a good moisturizer. So, how do I choose I a moisturizer?
1: So, I think the I think the rule of thumb is to regenerate and repair at night, and then in the morning you protect. So like what Victoria was saying, in the morning you have a moisturizer that's a dual-function SPF that's protecting your skin. Also, when it comes to a cosmeceutical, you've got delivery systems that literally reflect – and protect your skin from harmful UV rays. Mm. And then at night, you've got regenerating, reparative um, treatment, beautiful ingredients that are kind of nourishing the skin while you're sleeping, while your skin is sleeping. That's when it regenerates the fastest. And then those delivery systems would have um, reparative functions as well. And- okay delivery systems is a big one a big one and actually it's one of the biggest
2: things when you're comparing like we were, if we circle back to what we were talking about earlier of cosmetic skincare versus cosmeceutical mm-hmm. i'm going to
0: ask you girls and the listener out there the following question and follow my train of thought victoria what was the first car that you ever owned it was a mini okay um <laughs> tanya
1: your first car it was a Corsa.
0: Corsa. okay what car do you drive now <laughs> <laughs> I'm Victoria, what do you drive now? BMW. What is the difference between your first car and the current car?
1: Oh, well, it works. <laughs> it drives. It goes <laughs> up the, the, the hill. money. <laughs> yes, I don't have to push <laughs> okay, it everywhere. The so brake works. <laughs> but
0: one thing that you you said, it, it costs more. Yeah, okay, yeah. why does it cost more? Because it's better. better. It's better in what way?
1: It's Quality. Technology. Yeah, technology, exactly. Okay.
0: So, and I think this is something that... We need to bring across yes. um, technology in specifically delivery systems mm-hmm. differs. So I can put any kind of ingredient into a product. It's a car. It's going to drive. It's going to get me from point A to maybe point B. Most mm. more often than not. But the difference is between a cosmeceutical and a cosmetic is the science and the technology behind the product. And obviously if you want to have something that is better, better delivery, better quality, better safety profile, stronger, faster, you're going to go for a more expensive product. Yeah. And, um, I think if you understand this, um, it's going to make choosing a product easier. So let's, let's go on with that. What other the stuff that I need to use? Because if you stand in front of the Clarence counter, there's a myriad of mm. different things. And I don't know what I need to do. And the sales goal says to me, okay, fine, you need this cleanser, then you need a toner, then you need the day cream, then you need the sunscreen, then you need to cleanse again at night, and then you have to treat, and then you have to treat, and then you have to moisturize, and, oh my God, then you have to start all over again. And they sell you six or seven products. So how do we make
2: it easy
0: for the layman who's not cosmetic savvy to choose products. Let's start with your 20 to 30-year-olds. What what do we look at for boys, for instance? Or actually, yeah. let's start with the girls.
1: Cleanser, sunscreen. Yeah. Good Honestly, yeah. yeah. When you are in your early 20s, cleanser, sunscreen. Then as you start getting to your late 20s, early 30s, somewhere around there, eye cream. Mm. And the incorporation of an eye cream. That's what that's how I see it. And then from like your mid-30s onwards, treatment serums, anti-aging, you know.
0: So here we're looking at treatment serums. Tanya, um, basic skincare. We, mm. We're still at basic. You have good, normal skin. Mm. What would one of those treatment serums or treatment modalities be? What Which would ones mean? would you...
1: I think the incorporation of a glycolic acid, so an AHA, some sort of exfoliating acid that has a dual function. So glycolic acid is exfoliating for dead skin cells, reduces pore size, it reduces fine lines, sun damage. So if you have one acid that's kind of navigating like a few different skin conditions at the same time, I think that's great preventative skincare.
0: How about um a vitamin c rather than a glycolic um can you alternate the yes. two yeah, if you can morning, afford one and can. then yeah, yeah. Uh, your you,
2: glycolic can also be in your cleanser absolutely so you
0: can get the- i i you know what i love the evolution yes. range the yeah. dermaquest range yeah. specifically the, the glyco um, yeah. is amazing because i i use mine as a peel yeah, that's it, the leave it on again. for five yeah. minutes
2: and you actually get a mild, you get a erythema and a mild exfoliation. So yeah. that is phenomenal. So if you can get that in your, that's all circling back again to what we're talking about with cleansers. If you can get some of the treatment to begin with the cleanser, you're then also going to get great penetration when you use your peptide serum or your vitamin C serum or your retinol. Yeah. So yeah, you can find that in a myriad of different things. And if you can combine your
1: cleanser with your AHA, BHA, then you're killing two birds with one stone. But that's, again, circling back to cosmeceuticals versus cosmetics. Cosmeceuticals have dual functions, so you actually don't need the six, seven, eight different products. You can really bring it right down to, like, four, five, really, maximum, that each have a dual function. Each are giving you a different ingredient that your skin needs.
0: Okay. So before we go on to our 40s and before we go to skin problems, for guys – Young guys, you know, you know, to be on the sport, at school, you're on the sport field. Um, obviously a sunscreen is yes. essential. Mm. Um, I, I still believe everyone should wash their face twice a day, whether you've slept or not slept. Mm. Um, and I do believe that in the evening, you double cleanse, you wash your face twice mm. to remove all the grime and dirt. But is there anything, um, that we add for the guys um you know if you get a good sunscreen victoria can it act as your moisturizer yeah
2: yeah, completely but also what i love for guys is clarifying pads so it's something that's and and, you know especially younger boys and men tend to be a bit lazy so for them just a pad and quickly use that it's usually got a bit of salicylic maybe a bit of glycolic so it's controlling the oil but it's also you controlling bacteria so if you if they quickly do that after sport and reapply their sunscreen, that's all they need to do. I think anyone can handle doing that and can remember to do that. Mm. So
0: I, I do think that um, if you do that um, in the locker room after a wrapping match, you're going to get <laughs> sure, a couple of sure. looks.
2: listen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yes, um, but if you, you, know to what, if you want acne, to look like I yes. do at the age of 72, <laughs> exactly. um, you know what? Um, it's, it's what you yes. do. Okay. Yeah. So, basic skincare, normal skin in your 40s?
2: So, definitely it's a peptide. Yeah, eye cream. And an eye cream. So, tell us about peptides, Victoria. So, peptides are like little messages. They're, they're sending. They're actually messages.
0: tiny little hormones.
2: Exactly. That oh. are amino acids that are sending messages within the skin, telling the skin to perform a specific function. So, whether that's plumping, smoothing, firming, rehydrating, whatever it is. So, It's a very, very important anti-aging ingredient that is widely researched, that has lots of clinical studies to support uh, the function. So it's something that everyone in their 30s should be looking at. It's very, very important.
0: Boys and girls.
2: For boys Boys and girls. girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I think it's across the board for everybody. So now we're moving
0: On a little bit, we're getting to, say, our mid-40s, early 50s, women starting to go through menopause, so there's changes in skin. As your estrogen levels start declining, Mm. now the skin starts becoming a little bit dry, it becomes a little bit thinner. Um, Same same kind of treatment, still cleanse, sunscreen, moisture. Cleanse, moisturise, sunscreen, dual.
2: Yes. Um,
0: And at night time, then your treatments. But what do we add for these people? They're starting to form fine lines and wrinkles.
2: Yeah. So we believe a lot in stem cells. So stem cells are a means to regenerate the skin, sort of the idea of turning a prune back into a plum type of idea Mm -hmm. of a regenerating, revitalising action within the skin. So that's really important. And then um, I personally, I'm in my fifties, and I love um, masks that you can sleep with. So we have a beautiful vitamin C mask that you can sleep with it on. It contains peptides. It contains hyaluronic acid. Microsti- Is that a full mask
0: or a? It's, um, it's a.
2: It's actually like a- it. it, 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 it the viscosity of it is it's more like a thick moisturizer. It okay. is a mask, mm. per se. Okay. It is so classified. it's a moisturizer.
0: It's not something that you stick on your skin. It's no, actually like, something it that you mask. apply. You yeah.
2: leave a thick layer on and you go to sleep. And in the morning, your skin is so hydrated and bright. It's extremely anti-aging. So that's really nice. And I think that's a nice addition. And then mm. ampules are great as well, which are like serums on steroids. So it's a highly, highly concentrated active ingredient blend mm. that you can use maybe twice a week as a little booster for your skin.
1: Yeah, and also I think, um, you know, when you're younger, your skin is lacking water. Yeah. So when you're choosing a hydrating, mois- when you're choosing a moisturizer, it's something that's really hydrating. It's something that's got an ingredient called hyaluronic acid in it, which really retains water and plumps your skin full of water. When you start getting older, you start lacking oil. So it's a different kind of moisturizer that you're looking for. You're not looking for a watery uh, moisturizer as such. You're looking for something that's really nourishing. It's a much thicker moisturizer and it's Mm. filled with vitamin E. So like nourishing oily antioxidants.
0: So in my practice, um, I have my patients come in and you can see dry skin from a distance because (laughs) it's usually oily. Yes. Um, and this is why I, I'm against your beautician telling you that you have an oily T-zone or your Mm. skin is red Mm. um, and you know now suddenly you're labelled with sensitive skin and may give you something for sensitive skin Mm. when the problem is actually hydration and I love what you said about the hyaluronic acid because Mm. the function of hyaluronic acid inside the skin is to hold on to water Mm. so a lot of people think that they, yeah but I'm drinking enough water per day so my skin can't be hydrated, it's sensitive. Mm. The problem is if your hyaluronic acid concentration starts decreasing, yes. um, water molecules are big and the skin actually is, um, you lose moisture through your skin, um, so you don't hold on to this. So replacing mm. it um, with the correct treatment from the inside is mm. as important, if not more important initially, than just trying to put um, topicals on because they have to penetrate.
2: So the thing with hyaluronic acid as well, and that's another thing that is prevalent in cosmeceuticals, is that there's different molecular weights. So a good cosmeceutical will give you a hyaluronic acid blend that contains high, medium and low molecular weights. And what this means is that a low molecular weight is a smaller molecule Mm -hmm. and it will penetrate deeper into the epidermis and hopefully into the dermis. And then a medium molecular weight has a slightly bigger molecule. And that, of course, will sit in the sort of definitely in the epidermis. And then your higher molecular weights actually sit and create like a nice barrier, so almost an occlusive barrier to inhibit trans epidermal water loss. Okay. So if you have hydration at three different levels, you're you know you're, you're giving your skin a really good boost, and in, your skin is then going to be able to bind and hold its own moisture much more effectively. So
0: while we on this, let's talk about compromised um, barrier barrier function yeah. of the skin. And here we're looking at specific Types of skin conditions, maybe eczema, Mm. uh, rosacea, uh, psoriasis, where the barrier of uh, the skin is a barrier. It's a physiological barrier. Mm. Um, and if it's compromised, um, that's where you get infection. That's where you lose excessive amounts of moisture. So for patients with compromised barrier function, we have to be very careful with what we give. Mm-hmm. um what is your what are your thoughts around that?
2: So we love things that contain B3, that contain, you know, B5,
1: niacinamide, because that obviously helps with barrier function. Yeah. And now as Victoria is circling back to like a stem cell, you need to have something that's going to rebuild the damaged tissue. Mm. So whether it's acne pigment or compromised barrier, like what you're saying, you need an ingredient that's going to restore the damage and kind of repair. And then those messenger ingredients like peptides or hyaluronic acid can perform the function better because they're working on a cell or tissue that's getting regenerated at the same time.
0: I think one of the biggest things that we have to be careful with barrier function is taking something that contains colorants, stabilizers, um, preservatives Mm. for the simple reason your barrier function is compromised. So your absorption of these toxic ingredients Mm. and all colorants and flavorants and smelly stuff that's in there are actually toxic and they mm-hmm. absorb better through skin that's not functioning well and it can create yeah. further problems. So here we go, I would immediately suggest to to consult with um, a skin care specialist, not necessarily a dermatologist, to give you the right kind of ingredients. Obviously yeah. hyaluronic acid, but your ceramides and stuff?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, so often people uh, say that they're sensitive, but what it actually is is a compromised barrier. Mm. So they are sensitized rather than sensitive. Mm. So Mm. they have become sensitized over time through, you know, using incorrect product, maybe having harsh treatments that are not, you know, correctly prescribed for their skin type. So we like to look at things like you were saying with the peptides that and stem cells rather that actually fortify your skin and rebuild your skin and boost the skin mm. so that over time it becomes less sensitized and you're then able to start using regular skincare
1: again. But also, I think with regards to a compromised barrier and the biggest misconception when it comes to treating acne is that they want to dry out the skin. They want to, you know, stop putting moisture, not use hyaluronic acid, which is the biggest mistake because they're going to break out more. They will have sensitivity. uh,
0: Tanya, let's just explain the problem there Um, with. Acne, especially teenage acne or hormonal acne, it's because of a function on hormones on sebum production. Mm-hmm. So think about this back to when we were at school, um, your skin became a little bit more oily. And how it started presenting was this fine little mm-hmm. coarseness on yeah, the skin, yeah. which we call comedones. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in layman terms, there was the whiteheads and the blackheads. Mm. And... As your testosterone level starts increasing, more and more skin uh, oil builds up in the skin and it blocks the pores. And that starts getting infected. Mm. Now, I always use the analogy um, for people that uh, know their way around the kitchen. Can you mix oil and water? And the answer simply is No. So by adding water into the skin, you're going to displace the oil. The oil will come to the surface and you know, you'll get it out of the skin. Mm-hmm. But the incredible important thing there is that you have to keep those pores open. So let's yeah. quickly talk about exfoliation. Okay. I think there's so many scrubs out on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to like using a scrub mm. it feels until it good. started until inst- until I started getting a little bit of pigmentation mm. because I was over scrubbing. So when we look at the scrub, how do you choose your scrub?
1: Okay, so it's important not to use a granular scrub if you're treating acne. So a lot of the time, the you know the standard scrub is granular based, and mm. you have to apply it onto the it's skin like and sugar do circles in.
0: in um, yeah. That green soap, <laughs> sunlight liquid. Have you ever done that? No. Put not sh-
1: put sunlight liquid <laughs> No, hold
0: on, face? hold on. You actually use it as, <laughs> as a hand not- scrub.
1: Oh, okay. So you take oh, sugar we on and the in right that and
0: then someone massages your hands and when you wash them, a baby soap. Okay. So don't okay. do it on your but skin. Don't do
1: No. That. <laughs> So okay. don't do that. So
0: you no. say that don't use a granular No, um, so you don't exfoliant. use
1: a granular exfoliant if you're treating acne because that motion of that circular motion when you are scrubbing, you're going to spread the acne. So that's a no-no. You just spread the bacteria. So then there's something called an enzymatic exfoliator. Mm, I love like that. Me too. And that's what I was saying earlier with regards to the enzymes in a cleanser for a younger skin. Pineapple, papaya, you paint it on, and it's normally combined with Like a kaolin base Mm -hmm. And you put it on And then that will exfoliate the skin Get rid of the dead skin cells But at the same time It's cleaning out the pores And then tightening after they've cleaned So they are really effective for You know, for aging skin For sun damage For acne Pigmentation, like you were saying Maybe Mm -hmm. you were over scrubbing But in general you just Exfoliate once a week More than that is too much. You don't need to do more than that, especially if you've got a built in AHA, BHA in your cleanser. I was going to say. You know, again, I
0: think this brings back to a cleanser is not a cleanser, it's not a cleanser. You actually, you know, it's so much more than that. You need to Mm -hmm. choose them
2: quite And I think scrubbing your skin is something that feels good. Yeah. It's a a nice, it feels clean and you feel squeaky and lovely. But in truth, are the benefits? Re- I mean, you could be doing something else. You could be applying a glycolic acid, which gives you a lovely controlled exfoliation, and is probably far more beneficial from an anti-aging point of view. So, I mean, it is a nice thing. I very rarely scrub these days, to be honest. But yeah, something I use if you're like anti
0: as well. Yeah, I don't scrub. I d- I, I, you know what, we're going to talk about retinols mm. a little bit later on, but I don't, I don't use a scrub anymore either because I use glycolic pads, or glycolic mm-hmm. salicylic pads. Yes. Um, to cleanse my skin or after I cleanse my skin maybe twice or three times a week. And then I use my retinol. Mm. So, um, let's actually. Go to the retinols because mm. um, I don't want us to run out of time because I want to talk about the different ranges that's available in the evolution range. Victoria, a retinol gold standard for anti aging. Yeah. But we can start using it from a young age. Yes. If you do it correctly. Correctly. So tell us about retinol. Why is it so good? And why can it be so dangerous if you don't use it correctly?
2: So it's probably one of the most researched antioxidant ingredients. This is
0: vitamin A. A Retinol is basically a vitamin A. a, Yeah.
2: So there are three main ones that are the derivatives of vitamin A, and that is retinol palmitate, which is a slightly more tolerable form of vitamin A uh, or retinol being used in the skin. Um, Then there's retinaldehyde, which is great for more sensitive skins or acneic skin types. And then there's retinol. So it is, there are, you know, those are the things you should be looking for, I think. But most of them are prescription
0: based only, again, because it can be.
2: Well, retin-A is, so it's all, it all converts to retinoic acid when it's applied Mm. to the skin. So retin-A must be prescribed by a doctor because it's extremely strong but if you are looking you should usually start at a sort of a point five percent if you're beginning and I would say in your 20s you can start maybe doing once a that. week start with it yeah, twice quite a bad week and you have to acclimatize you must only ever use it at night it uh, creates extreme photosensitivity if used during the day so if you are then acclimatizing your skin you would expect to have some redness some light flaking and those things are normal so it just means that your skin is actually starting to, the cell turnover is starting to increase, uh, your fibroblast activity is being stimulated, so you're producing more collagen and elastin, so that's why the redness. So there's a lots of things that are starting to happen in your skin, and it's very, very important. And some people will get a retin-A reaction, which is presents as little sort of bumps on the skin, and mm. that's transient, and usually after 24 hours it will go. Um, sometimes you feel the effects, the tingling when you apply other maybe slightly active products. You might feel that 24 hours later as well. And then you can increase it to, say, 1% once you finish that container of that 0.5. And you can go up to
0: 2%. But I, I just want to stress this, guys. I've been using retinol for many many years now and if you get it wrong if you overuse it the sensitivity feels like you actually have a slight burn yes um it it stings the whole time it's sensitive it's red it looks ugly so I would not use a retinol without consulting a professional with it. So we even don't sell them online.
2: We would never sell them online. Yeah. Yeah. So we feel that it has to be prescribed, especially because our retinols are probably some of the strongest mm. in the market. Yeah. So we, yeah, absolutely. It must be prescribed by, by, but it. I think it's such sunscreen. a
0: great product yes, yeah. for, um, acne in your 20s, 30s, adult, adult acne. It's probably one of the best products.
2: And that's what it was originally formulated use. for. It was originally, that was in the 70s, they produced um, vitamin A because they saw that it had such good effects on acneic skin types. But I think then with prolonged use, they realized that it worked so well for pigmentation. It was so anti aging. So it has multiple functions, and that is why it's so popular. It, you, I think when you use a good quality retinol product correctly, you can see such marked improvements in your skin.
0: So I see so many TV ad, ads that says that they contain things like retinol or thiamidol is the new thing, uh um, cocutin. Yeah. Um Nivea has the CoQ10 thing, Revlon mm. I think Revlon came up with Viamidol or something like that. Mm. Do you guys want to comment on these these kinds of ingredients in products? Do you think it's safe or do you also need to be a little bit wary and maybe just get a consultation from your somatologist, your beautician, or your
1: I think Honestly, I don't think that the percent of the ingredient is going to be high enough to cause the kind of reaction or um process that you have to go through, your skin needs to go through. I don't want to call it a reaction because it's not what your skin needs to go through when you're climatizing to vitamin A. For me, if it's advertised on television, it means they are taking the risk that it's safe enough for people to not have a prescription or have no idea how to be using it. And for me, I feel like that, it would have a disclaimer otherwise. I don't, I don't think that the ingredients are of a high enough percent to cause what we are talking about here. Yeah. This is okay. medical-grade skincare that we are talking about.
0: Okay, so guys, I think what Tanya just explained so eloquently and so simply is this is the difference between a cosmetic and a cosmeceutical? Yes. Mm. Um, cosmetics are safe because of the percentage of ingredient they have actives in, but not active enough to create a real reaction, and definitely should not create an adverse reaction. No. Where with cosmeceuticals, you know what? If you don't use them correctly, you're going to have a, a reaction, and it yeah. might be a nasty one. Okay. Pigmentation.
1: Okay. S- Brightening peptides. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so we. Melanocyte uh, inhibitors. Let, me, mm. let me
0: circle. Before we go to pigmentation, skin of colour. Do yeah. we treat it the same?
2: No. 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 So you've got to be quite careful. Can be very subject to post inflammatory hyperpigmentation if, if overtreated or harshly treated. So certainly when it comes to peeling the skin, you don't treat all Fitzpatricks the same. Um, but Fitzpatrick 3, 4, 5, 6, the darker uh, Fitzpatricks definitely need to be treated in a more sensitive way. But the use of a very good quality melanocyte inhibitor, tyrosinase inhibitor, is essential for darker skins. And vitamin C is wonderful on darker skins because mm-hmm. it's so brightening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely a totally different ball game.
0: I, I think one of the things that my black patients don't get right Is the use of sunscreen
1: absolutely well? Because they 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 can't find the right one either. A lot of the time, Mm. you know, the things that you get over the counter are very ashy. They have a like a tendency. Is it because of the
0: titanium or the zinc oxide in
1: there? Yes, exactly. So if you can,
0: is there um, sunscreen ingredients or other types of sunscreens that doesn't create that? so uh, chemical. physical physical barrier because zinc and titanium is a, a chemical barrier okay hey?
2: no so the is zinc the and, is a is a physical, physical. barrier, physical barrier. Yeah, because so it reflects oh, that's sorry it, that's so why it phys- reflects the that's sunlight. it so the physical barriers are obviously preferable because they're not chemical. So you you can use them for prolonged periods with no irritation when you're you know recovering from a peel or whatever the sensitivity issue might be. But um, unfortunately they do leave that residue. And that's why a lot of sunscreens now have tints in them. And those tints often mask then that zinc, that slightly grey zinc. Yeah. Uh, but I
0: think it's very difficult if you start going to a darker Fitzpatrick five and definitely yes. a Fitzpatrick six. Yeah. So let's just explain that um, a Fitzpatrick five is your um, a run of a South African black person, yes. uh, skin type. Uh, a Fitzpatrick six, you're starting to go to, to West Africa mm. and Central Africa where you really that. Nubian, yes. ebony, dark yeah. skin, and you know what? It's very, very difficult to find a tinted yes, sunscreen
2: mm-hmm.
0: that that
2: fits yes. they uh, fits so then them. They would go. Uh, You know, unfortunately, it's just the case they'd have to probably use a a chemical sunscreen, like an Mm octanoxate, because those don't leave residue. Are they freely available? Is it something that you could buy over the counter? Most skincare ranges will have a physical option and a chemical option, as we do in most Mm -hmm. of our ranges. So for your darker skins, we would prescribe then, you know, like a solar moisturizer from DomaQuest, which is a beautiful… That's
0: for solar defense fluid.
2: No, that's, um, solar moisturizer. So we have okay. so, from Dr. Schrammick, we have a lovely one called solar protect. Solar, solar, is that
0: so
1: that's so that that the one that is, i is using yes. the brown so so that that is, the best
0: sunscreen um, I've ever had in my life.
1: It's micronized <laughs> zinc. Yes. That. So that's great. That, that actually, actually is yes. very sheer. Um, and because it's micronized, it works really well on all shades. Yeah. Yes, that's um, true.
0: For me, uh, and you guys know, um, I play a lot of sports, so mm-hmm. I would be in the sun from seven o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at nighttime, full sun where you, you there's no shade. Mm-hmm. And, um, I use in my, my sun scare, sunscreen, sunscreen, I use a vitamin C serum first, yes, and then specifically so the shramic one because yeah. it's a natural yeah. product, um, mm. and it doesn't bleed into your eyes. You don't get the burning and the sweating, and, the, and
1: so you it's don't phenomenal. Get the, but the we'll get to those.
0: Yes, um, so skin of color, same treatment protocol, good cleanser. Uh, moisturizer, and same treatment at night. This fallacy, black don't crack. Mm. <laughs> um, why is that?
2: So they have higher oil, oil content. content in their skin and also don't age. You yeah, they have right? beautiful so, skin. Super lucky.
1: Yeah. So I think because it's what we were saying, so as you get older, you need to go from a hydrating moisturizer that's really um, got a lot of water in it to something that's got a lot of vitamin E and oily antioxidants, the lighter Fitzpatrick you are. But because a darker Fitzpatrick has all of that oil content, they don't necessarily age you that know, fast. That fast, yeah. exactly. But it comes with other conditions. So um pigmentation is a big concern. Very of big,
0: especially mm. after acne. P-I-H. Or people that try and do skin lightening.
2: Exactly. Which is an absolute no-no, of course. So actually,
0: let's just quickly touch on that. Hydroquinone, which is freely used, mm-hmm. uh, was freely used. It's actually now a, a banned product. Uh, it can only used be sold um, mm-hmm. after it's been prescribed by a medical practitioner and mm-hmm. been specifically compounded for you. That's but you know what I see? I, I have practices all over Africa and this is one of the most common skin conditions that I see is um, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation because of uh, skin bleaching in black patients and yeah. even in Indian patients. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Victoria, according to me, and I don't know what you guys um, think. I think that we've spoken about Fitzpatrick's one and two. So white white skin and maybe a little bit of Mediterranean skin. We've spoken now about the Fitzpatrick fives and sixes, but the most difficult skin to treat and protect is Indian skin, which is a Fitzpatrick four. Yes, Uh, because it can look
2: like a Fitzpatrick one or two and actually present when you're treating it as a three or a four. So once you start treating, it can actually be far more sensitive than the practitioner realizes. So you have to tread extremely cautiously with Indian and Asian skins. It's Mm. very, very much an area that I think is, it's a shame because you see some horrendous Um, things that have happened to people. Yeah. Especially with peels. It's
1: always like a delayed reaction as well. So Mm. it's almost Mm. like you would treat them with a a stronger ingredient, like an AHA, BHA, vitamin A, or a peel. And then they look fine. Everything's fine. And then it's two or three days later, there's darkening of the skin. And this, you know, ends up happening. It becomes PIH or post inflammatory hyperpigmentation. That's a whole other condition. Incredibly hard to treat. Yeah. So, I think you just have to be really extra careful. Their skin is a little bit more sensitive. So you just have to be in the hands of a professional all the time.
0: Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about the product ranges um, that are available through Evolution Cosmetics. But before we get there, I've just realized that we haven't touched on collagen. So let's talk about collagen because I see in every pharmacy on every single shelf if I open my phone there's an ad for some kind of collagen powder that you now have to drink Um, Mm. collagen Victoria you've been dealing with collagen and you guys um, have a formulation what is the difference between the collagen that you buy online and the collagen that we advise our patients to take.
2: It's got a lot to do, again, with the delivery system. So if your body can absorb it or not. So if it's combined with ingredients that assist in the absorption in your gut, that's very, very important. Um, I think, first of all, to speak about why it's important to take collagen, because after the age of 25, you lose 1.5% on average of your collagen every year. So if you think by the time you're in your 40s and 50s, you've lost a large percentage no, of your okay, collagen. So let's just yeah. take so, a look
0: at what collagen loss presents with. So um, we've done a show previously where I was talking about biostimulators, yes. because biostimulators specifically they there to, to promote collagen production. Mm. But um, a loss of collagen leads to one laxity of the skin. Mm. Yes.
2: Um,
0: and because your skin is lax, it starts sagging. Yeah. And then you start seeing the dullness, um, the pigmentation irregularities, and volume loss. The skin becomes yes. thinner, more sensitive, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So um, collagen, essential for us to take, but um, I warn patients about the hydrolyzed, um collagen granules that they buy online said you know what it contains collagen yes which you get from some kind of horse hoof um somewhere (laughs) because you know what your nails contain keratin and collagen yeah um so it's whether you absorb the horse hoof or not whether it's actually going to have any benefit in taking it because so many people are taking collagen, but they really do not know how much of that collagen is going to get, be absorbed. You're probably passing
2: most of that through your gut. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you are literally passing it out of your body without any proper absorption at all. So the difference for me then is, well, you know, with our collagen, say, is that first of all, it's combined with up to 17 vitamins and minerals. Mm-hmm. That uh, So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name
0: the collagen, okay. your collagen. Mm-hmm. It's um, gold collagen. Um It's not freely available. Uh, it's only available from healthcare pr- professionals. Am I right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a marine collagen.
2: It's marine derived. So actually the collagen is from fish scales, although we do have a vegan version. So that is um peptides that then convert to collagen in your body. So it is not a bovine. You know, I know a lot of the collagens on the market are derived. Bovine, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... There's been a lot of clinical studies around this particular product. So their studies were performed over two years prior to launching. It's a very well-researched product that absorbs incredibly effectively into the body.
0: Mm. And that's the problem, guys. Really, if you want to take a collagen, you need to know about the bioavailability. And if there's no scientific study or paper that's been published. If you can't find it, don't buy it. No. Okay. okay. So the gold collagen, uh, comes from Japan where the people live until a hundred mm-hmm. and, look um, and amazing, all look medical. amazing. Yes. And it's because of the kelp and stuff that they, that they use and the yeah. fish and stuff that they eat. But it's also combined with lots of vitamins. I know you guys have lots of B vitamins in Vitamin there. D. There's D in C, there. There's,
2: there's B, all the bees. There's magnesium, there's zinc, there's black pepperine, which is actually the um
1: ingredient that helps most with the absorption. Um and also we've got different versions. So yes. we have for different ages. And our 40 plus, for example, has got hyaluronic acid in it. It's also got an ingredient called resveratrol.
0: Oh, which is from yes, red grapes. It's right? yeah. a phenomenal Potent strong antioxidant. antioxidant. Yeah. Um, yeah, it increases. Um, I the use it a lot of a for cell. neurological inflammation. Patients with um Tremors, um, uh, post-head injury, resveratrol milk fistle is brilliant.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and also we've got a hair lift. Um, it's called Gold that's Collagen the one that Hair I Lift. Take. Yes. And that's also got hydrolyzed, uh, keratin and biotin in it. So they targeted for, you know, the different stage that you're at. And that's why it works so well. And there's also um, a supplement
2: that you can take in conjunction with the, the liquid, which is called Defense. So that's a potent mix of antioxidants that inhibit the further breakdown of collagen in the body. So if you combine the two, if you're able to afford to do that, combining the two is probably the most effective thing you can do for collagen loss.
0: Okay. Guys, um, we very fast running out of time. The evolution range... There's three. Your flagship?
2: DermQuest. DermQuest. Yes. Okay,
0: DermQuest has been on the market for a very, very long time. um, DermQuest has won numerous awards for um, their patents, their skincare products. Mm -hmm. Um, Victoria, it's a little bit on the pricey side, but we spoke about that. Why? Because the delivery system and the technology behind it is phenomenal yeah um in that range and i'm going to put you on the spot in the Quest range i know what you're going to say which <laughs> is your favorite product
2: oh my God. i the mean 3D. It's, And well for, yeah we now have advanced formulas so that is a very advanced targeted skincare solutions so my favorite is peptide line corrector um, it gives instant plumping to the skin. It then repairs the dermal matrix over time. It's just a phenomenal anti-aging serum that can be used morning or night. It's my absolute go-to. I wouldn't go a day without applying it.
0: But it also has an eye cream in back, same. you can
2: use it around your eyes yeah. you can right. use it as a neck treatment you can use it as a decollete treat so really it's a, a it does treatment. everything right. yeah. um, and then of course the stem cell 3d which is a combination of peptides stem cells and antioxidants which is we call it anti-aging on steroids mm-hmm. and it is literally the if you talk about gold standard of skincare it's extremely um uh, it, it's, it's a high-priced item, but mm. if you can afford it, and I always say to people, if you can afford to do what, you can do yourself a favor and buy the best skincare you can afford. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Tanya, mm. the next one in the range, which is one of my favorites, is the All Natural range. Um, do you want to tell us about Shramek?
1: Dr. Shramek. So yeah. this brand, I'm quite passionate about it because it's been around – For over 60 years, the peel specifically, the green peel, has been around since 1958. So the history in this treatment is just something that, you know, it's completely unique. There's nothing like it on the market. And the brand was developed by a dermatologist. So she basically created this brand to um, highlight the peel and to to make the effects of the peel last longer. It treats every skin condition. And, you know, like – our acids, for example, like a, a glycolic acid, comes from sugarcane, so it is natural in its in its organic form, and basically what she 's done is she 's just combined many different botanicals in their natural form into one formulation, so it 's just going to the source and it also treats every skin condition from pigmentation to aging to acne all fitzpatrick yeah yes yeah it's,
0: it's I have to be honest it 's one of my favorite ranges. Mm. but Now we get to the new kid on the block and it's Youth Lab. And Mm. for me, this is a game changer Mm. in my practice because of its price point, but the activity and the quality of this range. Victoria, this is a new baby for you guys. Um, Tell us about that
2: one. So it's about two years. We've had Youth Lab now. It comes from Athens, from Greece. Um, it's a really beautiful range that, as you say, is a little bit more affordable. It's still very, very active and its name shouldn't be something that is misleading because although it's called Youth Lab, it is something that is definitely to be used by all ages at all stages. So it's a beautiful range that focuses very much on the reparation of skin barrier. So what we were talking about earlier. So their belief is very much about in every single product, you should be addressing barrier function so that your skin is healthier and more able then to absorb the actives. So it's a
1: beautiful range in that regard. Mm. And it's also very focused on vitamin C, vitamin A, and peptides.
0: Okay. And yeah. then my, my favorite products in that range yes. is the retinol range. And yeah. I want you to talk about this because it's the mm. first range that I know has three... Different types of retinol that you can use continuously because um, it doesn't create that sensitivity. And definitely the only one that I know of with a retinol specifically developed for eyes. Yes,
2: yes
1: exactly. And that's phenomenal, right? Yes, absolutely. And it is it's a combination, it's a complex of retinal palmitates combined with retinaldehyde. So it is safe to use. I mean, you start off every second night, but it's safe on all ages. I battle terribly with adult acne, and it completely sorted out my skin. And then around the eye, you know, if you are able to use a retinal around the eye, your crow's feet, dark circles, lines mm-hmm. I mean, puffiness, everything is combated.
0: Now, I will personally personally. Vouch for this product because mm. I get stopped at conferences by friends, by colleagues that comment on my skin. And I've been using the Youth Lab Retinol Reboot range. Probably now, for Tanya, how long? Six, eight months?
1: At least, yeah. Um, and it
0: has and changed your skin. It, it yeah. really, yeah. It, I have Blowing. no pigmentation, mm, I have yeah. no fine lines. No,
1: it's amazing. It's
0: changed the bags or the, the, I always want to say not bags, I've it's never like had bags, but the crepe, like crepiness
1: yeah. yeah.
0: under my eyes to something that um, I've last seen in, in my 30s. Mm, so great. it's a phenomenal range and it's not that expensive. Guys, we've run out of time. I will definitely invite you guys back, Victoria, when you can get back into <laughs> Johannesburg um, to come and talk about skin conditions and here we can focus specifically yes. on some of the conditions and some of the treatments that we have available victoria all the way from umshanga thank you so much for making it's time
2: pleasure, um, to come
0: and see us tanya uh, mm-hmm. always a pleasure you've and i have been working together i don't know I, i'm not going to say how many years <laughs> ago <Yeah>. we started <laughs> um, because both of us will look old um Next week, we are going to talk about diabetes. And I've invited Dr. Martin Joffe, diabetic specialist, to join me on the program. Until then, thank you, guys. Have Thanks a great flight back, Victoria. Thanks. That was the T Health Show, empowering you with knowledge. Download all previous episodes on your favorite podcast platform. The T Health Show is brought to you by Tea Clinic.